0: Tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave Marr. I am the host of this podcast. I was in a coma nine years ago for a month. Then I woke up. I still had questions and eventually... I started this show, and normally I ask those questions, questions like I ask people to paint their hell. I ask people if they have any funeral plans. I ask them to choose a single memory to relive if they had to in the afterlife. Of course, what they hope the afterlife would be, what their coma is. Normally, I ask those questions of a guest, a creative thoughtful imaginative principled person from one of the arts or from the world of political organizing but today the the time that you are hearing this it is just me this is the rare solo episode this is episode 150 so i thought it was right i thought i thought it made sense to have this be a solo episode, but I have other other motivations for making this a solo episode because I am starting, I'm launching, I'm getting ready to do my third one-man show. This podcast came from my second one-man show. You've heard me mention the show Feed Wolf Ice Cream a lot. There were some questions, some interactive bits with the audience from that show that sort of evolved into what this is your afterlife now is. But now this is the follow-up. There there were there were years. You know, the last time I really performed Feed Wolf Ice Cream was 2019. As I am recording this, it is 2023. So it's been four years. I thought I would be revisiting Feed Wolf Ice Cream. Who knows? That that might be, but I had different stuff on my mind, some things came up and and pressed through and i was like no one's begging me to to push through with feed wolf ice cream i can i can drop it and write a new show and so that's what i've done and the show is called here to make friends i am performing it at the neo futurist theater in chicago september 28th 29th and 30th and then october 1st as well that's a thursday Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thursday through Saturday are going to be at 7 p.m. Sunday is going to be a matinee at 2 p.m. Thursday is going to be pay what you can. The other times costs are going to be 20 buck tickets. It will be worth that or whatever you pay on Thursday. Hopefully I'll figure out some sort of clever promotional discount. I would love to pack these shows. The Neo Futurists are a a few, you know, one of a few places in Chicago, uh, currently asking audiences to mask. And that was a big reason why I chose to do the show there because I haven't performed much at all in the past four years, really three, three and a half, literally none in like nearly two years. Although you know, who's keeping track of these specific dates? When's, when's the last time you literally have never performed since? Okay. But there were, there were a handful of performances. So when's the last time you, uh, I- include those? When's the last time you perform less than 10 times? What are we talking about? You know, I don't know. <laughs> we, we are responding to a voice in my head is, is what we're, what we're talking about, but I, and performing the show at the Neo Futurists, not only because I can practice those COVID precautions that have kept me from performing. You'll have heard on some of the other solo episodes about those struggles. And yet, my evolution as a creative person, as an artist, as a performer, despite those things, you know, real, real, real moments, real milestones for me uh during that time so it's going to be a very interesting and honestly very exciting show i'm a, i'm at a freaking out stage right now but that is that is for the internal part i have to remember when people ask me how the show is going uh that i'm really excited about it you know not not go uh, uh, well i got to figure this out i got to figure this out and then there's all this stuff i have to get get that i haven't even started thinking about yet But really, it is a completely new one-man show. It is an outgrowth of the concerns and things that have been on my mind the past several years, namely COVID. Yes, it is a COVID show. If you subscribed to the Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Marr, and listened to those abandoned building episodes. There was a little podcast I had called abandoned building where I imagined it as an abandoned building, me doing shows within that. Um, there's, there's probably a lot of proper nouns I'm going to throw at you. I love naming things. And unfortunately that means sometimes I have like three names of things to tell you at once. But if you listen to the abandoned building episodes, you know. What do you know? What am what am I talking about? Oh, you you know the COVID uh concerns, some some things that came up there. Um, and you know my reservations about doing a show about COVID. But here we are, and I am very excited about it. It also, not to bury the lead, the title of the show, Here to Make Friends, is a reference to the television program Survivor, which If you've listened to the show, the podcast that you're listening to now, for a while, you'll know I'm a big Survivor fan. In 2020, I started watching all, at the time, 40 seasons of Survivor in four months. So that, combined with the sort of feelings of of alienation and disenfranchisement that come from COVID, that come from this return to a you know, this new normal people are back to, uh, mashed up with the chaos of Survivor and my love for it. That's the show. That's Here to Make Friends. It's called Here to Make Friends because uh, one of the first utterances of I am not here to make friends was on season one of Survivor by Kelly, was it Wigglesworth? I I think Wigglesworth. Or is that there's two Kelly's. I'm uh I'm I'm not remembering which Kelly is the correct Kelly, but I will find out. I um let's see, not Kelly Wiggle. Come on, Kelly Wig. No, you're supposed to you're supposed to Kelly Wigglesworth, yeah. Guide, player on Survivor, 46 years old. Spouse, Renee Estevez from 1997 to 2000. Yeah, Kelly Wicklesworth. But anyway, I'm very excited about this show. And I want to tell you a little bit about it. I want to give you a little bit of backstory about it. The folks on Patreon who support At The Pigeon Level, which is $15 a month, which is incredibly generous. I'm very grateful for them. And every episode, I shout them out. Their names are G. Barry Fontenot, Shuba Singh, John Lee, Debo, Fred Fidawa, Katie Llewellyn, and Susie Carroll. Thank you to them. And you can also join at the $5 level and get, get all the bonus audio. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff this month. That is a thing I want to tell you is that it's going to be an irregular month. I, I've decided I'm not going to have traditional guest-filled episodes of the show this month. I am simply going to do whatever I want when I feel like doing it. So that mean might mean you get fewer episodes and it might mean you get way more episodes. I have some fun things planned, but they are things that rely on other people. So it's not just going to be a bunch of solo episodes, but they are things that rely on other people and I need to confirm them with them before I announce them. But I'm excited about what this month has in store as i you know this show is a representation of my interests right you may not have heard of all the experimental ambient jazz musicians that i've interviewed on the show uh people who are legendary to me from the like early and and early to you know early early to punk punk days and early 2000s punk days they might not be legends to you that's okay um, people who I know to be some of the funniest people in the world, you may have never heard of. But hopefully you are gleaning something and enjoying the humanity of these people, even if you don't check out their work, though I think checking out their work would be the, the best way to uh, enjoy the interviews. But I am also just an artist myself. and And this show is a reflection you know there are times when I was uh i I had changed the name of Feed Wolf ice cream to literally the afterlife. I think that's what it was long time listeners can correct me but but that's when I was still thinking about revising that show. I dropped that we're at here to make friends and so this month I thought for those of you who are in it, listen every week live in it together with me, you can kind of join me in the process. And for those of you, including myself, looking back later, just know that we are uh, about to be in September 2023, and that is the month of preparation for this new one-man show. And I'm really excited about it, and I am hoping the podcast can reflect that in a new way for the podcast. Now, in terms of the evolution of the show, in terms of what it is. The main thing I just wanted to tell you requires a little bit of setup. So, I have paid attention to the work of an artist, writer. Uh, they have a newsletter. This person's name is Marley Grace, right? Uh, really fascinating, moving, engaging writer. Uh, I know them primarily as a writer. They they teach a lot of workshops. They're a quilter. They do all sorts of work. A podcaster now as well, actually. But anyway, Marley Grace said in a workshop of theirs that I took one time that um a a, a thing similar to what RuPaul has said to many contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race, which is basically Find the core of what you do and apply that to everything. So Marley Grace, if I'm not mistaken, I think said they were a teacher. And they were like, I'm a teacher. So, you know, I'm always collecting things to do in my workshops. When I'm writing, I am writing to to teach. And not in a super didactic, like hierarchical way. They just meant in a sort of uh, bearing of knowledge bringing it forward to a new person sort of way. And the best example from like drag race would be like a drag queen who is say a comedy queen, right? She focuses on making people laugh. She may not be the best singer, may not be the best dancer. And there are ways though, you know, they have all these like singing and dancing challenges. There are ways to do those challenges from a comedy place Now, then I would also argue that, you know, you don't want to do it in a way that sells out those things. But that's a side point. The main point is can you find this, like, you know, the the thing I was obsessed with for a long time, and then it just kind of fell away. But especially at the start of stand-up was like finding your voice, right? People people talk about this all the time. Do they still talk about this all the time? Maybe less so. Maybe I'm just I, I think I just I was I had my my antenna up. For finding your voice content in like 2013. I was just obsessed with like, who am I? You know, so obviously this hasn't changed. I'm still very deeply thinking like, what's my identity? You know, what is it? What is my core? What can I apply to everything? And I knew well enough from my days thinking about my voice that it's just not something that you can decide out of nowhere and just write down, right? It has to come organically. Uh, I, th- I think I have a voice now, and there are words that I can use to describe it, but I can't sum it up perfectly in an elevator pitch. And that's fine, except financially, mostly. If you want to go to patreon.com slash Dave and support independent art, that'd be, it'd be a really good way of telling me that I don't need to come up with an elevator pitch to have a fruitful creative life. Um, yeah economically fruitful, you know, from a fulfilling meaning in life sort of standpoint it's it's actually very good, but this other thought, this thought about what the core is um that Marley Grace and Rupaul mentioned, I knew that I couldn't actively work on it. I had to just let it simmer in the background, and then, in the process of working on this show, and this happened. A couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, uh, my director is Mary Williamson from the Fly Honey Show in Chicago. Very, you know, an institution of live performance and variety and and dance and raucousness and fat and queer and uh, black and brown joy uh, in Chicago. But uh, Mary Williamson also has been a guest on this show way way back in the day. I don't I don't have that episode, but uh been working with her on the show and have been thinking about you know you know, this 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 new show, Here to Make Friends, is not it, it's it's not stand-up. It's it's the least stand-up y of the shows that I've done. That said, there are gonna be parts that, that may resemble stand-up, but it's gonna be more interactive and it's just more improvisational. And I had been wanting that for a while. There was a there was a bit in my first show, Dave Marcoma show, where at the end I had a game called Better Questions where I asked anyone in the audience to ask me any question they wanted about my entire experience in the coma. That, that was what it was. it was. It was basically a one long storytelling show about my, my time in the coma. And they could ask me anything they wanted to, uh, and I would answer honestly. And then I would provide them with a better question that I had written, and they had to read that, and I would answer that as well. So it was a fun game, right and that and and it allowed me to move between sincerity and spontaneity and mischief all together at once, and that is what i've been chasing i I have stand up bits like that uh there were moments in Feed Wolf ice cream like that, and I was like that that feels like something that i that I want and and this idea of having a more improvisational show, you know, the jazz is the is always the comparison, right? But I do really love jazz music. And I, and I think about, you know, the way they have certain chords, right? And then they're like, just, they're like, okay, we've got this song, My Favorite Things. Who knows how long John Coltrane's solo is going to be on it. Turns out to be a fucking 23-minute version of My Favorite Things, right? Any song can be anything. Keith Jarrett, these these improvised piano concerts are very, very inspiring to me. There is a a moment. I I think this is true. I read it on the internet and verified it sort of with my ears, but at the beginning of the cologne concert, it's called K-O-L-N, a completely improvised concert by Keith Jarrett. He starts with a a little melody. It's boom, 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 boom. So a four-note melody. And apparently it is the, and it, these are completely improvised concerts. He's just very much in the moment, paying attention to what he just played and using that like spontaneous composition basically. So this isn't, this isn't like you're, I'm not, I'm not telling you that the show I'm doing is like, uh, improvised survivor. There's going to be 18 contestants and blah, 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 no, it's much more abstract than that. Um, the, but, you know, not completely abstract, but it's much more inspired by survivor than like using survivor and like creating an, like I have stuff I want to say, you know, and, and that's going to come through the, the format. But so Keith Jarrett takes these four notes that he heard. They were like the, the seating bell, the, the, like, take your seat bell, you know, Five minutes, one minute till the concert starts, basically. And I was told you can hear someone kind of chuckling like five seconds in or something. And I listened and I heard it. And whether it's true or not, I just love that idea of he's like, okay, these four notes, these like this little bell telling people to take their seats, th- those are going to be the first four notes of my concert. And everything else is going to come after that. And probably most people won't get it, but a few people will. And either way, it's something for me to go off of. So all that stuff has been very, very inspiring to me. But I haven't forgot about telling you about this this core identity piece, okay? But in in the process, I'm trying to trace how this realization came to me, and I'm finding that I can't. But the realization was of what my core is, which is I'm an interviewer. Back when I worked at Pitchfork. Very early on, I discovered that I could do these interviews, interview, little interviews for like news pieces of what a band going on tour or coming out with a new album. And I was, they were turning into these long, really rich conversations. And I was really good at it. And I've had several podcasts. This is the longest running, 150 episodes, most of which are conversations. And I've incorporated conversation into. My previous one man shows, but uh, uh, as as I'm sort of collecting material to show to Mary for rehearsals and thinking about how to structure this show, that's a lot of the the stuff I'm doing right now um it's 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 this is the shortest preparation process I've had for a show, and I wanted to make sure that that was that it was still a very deliberate, intentional show that it was short, but I am that, that I'm being rigorous about what I'm including, what I'm saying, what I'm not saying. And I feel good about that at the moment that it's not just like, well, we got this show. It's a month left. Uh, I guess we're doing this. We'll, we'll improvise a bunch of stuff. No, I'm going to be improvising some things because that is what I do. What I do is have these conversations, even in uh political organizing, community organizing work. Facilitation is a thing that I enjoy, that I'm very good at. And that has been a fucking revelation for me that has been so exciting and has really started to like rev the engine of what this show is going to be. So there are going to be conversations because basically there are things you know my feelings about the pandemic uh, learning in 2023 these are not most people if you're listening you know my my feelings are among the feelings that get called paranoid too cautious that kind of stuff you know still still masking indoors and so there are things I, I I hope, and there are things about the future that that I that I wish, and a lot of this show is about imagining the world differently than what it is. That's what creativity is. That's what organizing is. But I don't have an endpoint. I don't I don't have a utopia in mind. Instead, I want to use these sort of utopic methods. That's a the thing I got from working with Madeline Lane McKinley. Who's been a guest, uh, who I have the podcast genre reveal party with, and uh, she talks about utopia, you know, as a, as a method, as as a way of getting to a place rather than a, a destination, and so I just want to ask questions of the audience to learn things about how they feel about certain things um i'm not interested in like a didactic like and that's why we should all mask indoors okay um you know i just said that if if that were the show that would be the show those 3 seconds 3 second show but that's not what i want but i am very excited about this idea that like okay not in an interview is a little bit of a transactional word, but conversationalist sounds too pretentious so of course I'm like not satisfied with any particular word, but I do kind of like the the pure functionality of the word interview um so I'm an interviewer i'm a host I'm a person who talks to people about things and listens and and It provides a conduit to an audience for certain ideas and curates some of those things so that's what i'm really fucking excited about doing with this show here to make friends and that is that's the main thing i wanted to tell you in this episode so uh get excited about the show the tickets have not gone on sale yet so you know i'm sorry uh, unless you're listening to this in the future, in whist- which case they may have gone on sale, and the show might already be over. And, and in that case, I'm I'm sorry you missed it, but I hope you don't miss it. Uh, stay tuned to this space. I will have links to the show in the show notes of future episodes. Uh, this September 2023, I also am in the process of raising money for the show. I need four thousand dollars. I am at $2,763 after a little under a week of this GoFundMe, which is amazing, but I would love to not have to spend the whole month trying to raise money for the show. Basically, I need money to be able to market the show properly, to be able to pay collaborators the way I would like to, and to live this month i am unemployed still very much available for employment um you can email me at at gmail.com about that but i you know i'm I, i'm going to need some insulin refills this month i'm going to need some some uh, psych med head med refills this month and those are things that uh i don't want to be without i don't think you want me to be without and Uh, it would just, it would just be better for the world if, uh, I could stay alive and make this show. I I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, the Neo Futurist is literally my favorite. I've said this before, and there are many Neo Futurists who've been guests on the show. Uh, Jasmine Jordan, Connor Shoshida Pickett, Kurt Chang. I know, I know there are more. I'm, I'm forgetting at the moment, but, um, but yeah, the, it's, it's my favorite entertainment of any kind, even Survivor. I like the Neo Futurists better. And so it, it, I can't imagine, like, this is my dream space to do the show in. Um, and it doesn't always feel great to, to be asking for money. Man, like, I'm so excited. I do believe there is going to be a day when I have the money and I am able to just set up fucking 50 Patreon subscriptions to people I know and love and, and, and make sure the, the mutual aid organizations I, I, um, am, am a part of and, and care most about. That's, (laughs) I, I heard myself think care most about and I was like, is that how I want to say that? And to be honest, it's not exactly how I want to say that. But the point is, I would love to be giving money rather than just asking for it. But we go through phases. I'm trying to remember that it is okay to ask. I've had so many people come through for me time and time again. Um, if you are financially able to contribute to that GoFundMe, the link is in the show notes. And if not, just please keep listening to this show. We'll be back to regular programming, I think, unless we do another Slasher Life Month in October. That'd be fucking wild, right? But I think it'll be regular programming. Uh, we'll be back in October, but irregular programming all of September, and I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to share the things I'm thinking about, the sources of inspiration I've drawn from, uh, the people I'm working with. Uh, with you in this audio space so thank you for listening to this episode of this is your afterlife much more excitement to come bookmark september 28th through october 1st on your calendar i've told you they'll be improvisational so you can come to every single performance and they will be different uh not completely but you know significantly and you know I'll have the link to those tickets when it's available. And until next week, or until next episode, remember, you are a mist. Miracles, you can do them, have faith, you are human, only human, and human beings, they do miracles.